Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear, page by page. This is page 850. I didn't go past, actually. I lied. When it was dark, my shade made me very difficult to see, but that wasn't his fault, and I didn't want to get him in trouble. I heard the music and circled around. I thought you might be a different troop, and I was going to surprise them. Otto gave Alec a pointed look, then turned and stomped back into the woods. Alec put his arm around my shoulders. Might I offer you a drink? A little water, if you can spare it. No guest drinks water by our fire, he protested. Only our best wine will touch your lips. The water of the Adema is sweeter than wine to those who have been upon the road. I smiled at him. Then have water and wine, each to your desire. He led me to one of the wagons, where there was a water barrel. Following a tradition older than time, I drank a ladle of water and used a second to wash my hands and face. Patting my face dry with the sleeve of my shirt, I looked up at him and smiled. It's good to be home again. He clapped me on the back. Come, let me introduce you to the rest of your family. First were two men of about twenty, both with scruffy beards. Fred and Josh are our two best singers, excepting myself, of course. I shook their hands. Next were the two men playing instruments around the fire. Gaskin plays lute. Laren does pipes and tabor. They smiled at me. Laren struck the head of the tabor with his thumb, and the drum made a mellow tum. There's Tim. Alec pointed across the fire to a tall, grim man oiling a sword. And you've already met Otto. They keep us from falling into danger on the road. Tim nodded looking up briefly from his sword. This is Anne. Alec gestured to an older woman with a pinched expression and gray hair pulled back in a bun. She keeps us fed and plays mother to us all. Anne continued to cut carrots, ignoring both of us. And far from last is our own sweet Ket, who holds the key to all our hearts. Ket had hard eyes and a mouth like a thin line, but her expression softened a little when I kissed her hand. And that's everyone, Alec said with a smile and a little bow. Your name is? Quoth. Welcome, Quoth. Rest yourself and be at your ease. Is there anything we can do for you? A bit of that wine you mentioned earlier, I smiled. That's the page. I'm Jeremy. I'm Nick. So let's get so right Nick, into it. I you've got some evidence to present to the court. I do, I do. So first off, of course, and what is you know obvious to us, and if you are... Uh, a, a reader of very little wit who has not been paying any attention at all, you might think that this is an appropriate uh, water and wine game that they play here, where Alex says, can I offer you a drink? Quoth asks for water, and then he offers wine, uh, and then says water is fine, and then he ends with have water and wine each to your desire. Uh, seems like that is uh, cut and dried. That's the secret. That's the clue. Um that all uh, do, but I put to you that this is uh, perfunctory at best. In the story that Quoth tells, and many times over, he iterates that this game gets very, very elaborate, and part of the fun of it is seeing how long they can both make it go. This is pretty much like a one and done. Uh, you want water? No, you'll get wine. Okay, then water and wine each. But... Um, the uh, the in the story it goes on for quite some time and so the evidence here as put forward by uh, some close readers on Reddit that I'm I'm pulling out here are saying that this is too short of a water and wine tradition which might be explained by the tradition being explained to the the false rub before they uh, they replaced 
the real Ra, but never having actually seen it done. And what's more, in the story Quoth tells, and uh, in the way he explains the the game earlier, um, it's the other way around. The hosts offer wine immediately. They don't say, do you want a drink? The Ra host will say, would you like wine? And the uh, the guest must refuse and say, no, I want water. And in this case, uh, Aleg did not offer wine until uh, after Quoth asked for water. I know that's not uh, enough to put them away for life, your honor, but uh, I just put to you that the evidence, the circumstantial evidence is mounting. Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? I, I agree that that is like possibly a thing that would make both start to doubt them but i don't think it would be enough to seal their fate yet but it's another data point of like something's like not quite right with these guys oh yeah but so don't maybe... get me wrong i don't think both has decided to kill them not mm-hmm. by a long shot but i do think that he thinks something is up yeah and i think he's but i think he might also because he really does seem so genuinely happy to be back among the raw like when he says following a tradition older than time right like he doesn't give any indication that they've done anything wrong. So I think it's possible that he's like, well, you know, traditions differ from troop to troop. I'm not going to assume that they're totally messed up just yet, but I am going to keep my eyes open. Yeah. Well, you know, they don't seem like they're having much fun with it. And I think part of the tradition here is to have some fun and like start playing a game right away. But there's another piece of evidence on this page. In the story, Quoth tells... Uh, the, the Ra get the guest's name first and they circulate the name of the guest before they introduce themselves. Um, and these, these false Ra, uh, do it in reverse. They give their own names before thinking to ask for quotes. And again, not in itself a, uh, a deal breaker, but it's definitely another, um, another tradition that differs from the way it's put forward in that story. It's the, the ski op story, mm-hmm. by the way. Is it indicated in that story that that is like a raw tradition? Uh, let me see. Or is that here. just how they do it in the story? Uh, now, I need to pull up the actual story, but in this post here that's listing off the piece of evidence, it is under, uh, it is in quote. Is the guest is let the guest quote is led to offer up their name first, so I can try to find it and and uh, and because I guess what I would say is like that that I will not admit that as evidence unless it's explicit in the story that we get about the ra that that is like part of the tradition. It's too circumstantial. It's a victim of circumstance. The uh, false right here are victims of circumstantial evidence. I do think while you're looking that up, this is not anything to do with like the traditions. Cause I'll be frank. I don't actually remember that sequence well enough to comment on how faithfully they're following it. But in terms of the vibes being off, there's just something about the way these people are described. None of them are described in terms that make them sound friendly or welcoming. Really? There's some guys with scruffy beards. There's the two guys playing instruments around the fire. And like, okay, they smile at him. And one of them strikes the head of the tabor with his thumb. But like, that could also be like, kind of like unsettling or menacing. And then there's a guy sharpening his sword. And as you've already pointed out, Quoth's troop didn't have any just like 
tough guys in it, which seems like these guys just need to be like tough guys. I would kind of assume that in a real raw troop, everybody's got to be like bringing something to the table beyond skill at arms in terms of like, what could you do to perform for a crowd? Uh, and I just don't know if they would like just have some like muscle around. Yeah, I agree. That seems odd to me also. That and I mean I understand if the roads are are difficult, but it seems to me that the Ra could defend themselves without having like strong men, without having just like full on muscle men who are like grunting mercenaries. Yeah, it seems and it seems like their typical strategy would simply to be not like not let themselves be found, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the two women, Anne and Kate, are both described as being like kind of like sourpusses. Uh, who and like, I'm not gonna say that all women should be smiling at men all the time, but it does in the context of this larger scene where he's ostensibly being welcomed back into his community. These people don't seem particularly friendly or welcoming, and I think we are supposed. To, and I like certainly when I was reading this like last week, I was like. Oh yeah, like they're all kind of like they're all kind of menacing. Like I can see how you might shoot this in like an A twenty four movie, and just like they all just have like weird vibes. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're not very warm and welcoming. They're not very happy to see Quoth. He mm-hmm. certainly like puts on a very happy go lucky face, and he they sort of start to warm up to him. It seems. Mm-hmm. He's he's doing his best to be charming. I think because he's like well. If I'm suspicious of these people, I don't want to give them any reason to suspect me. Mm-hmm. That's kind of all I got. Do you have any other evidence you want to present to the court? Not on this page, but of course, there's uh, more and more mounting. I am trying to find the ski op story. It comes in an odd place, as I recall. I think it might actually be... Here we go. I actually did find it. It's way, way back before Quoth hits the road. He's telling it to Will and Simmon. So let me just see if I can find that particular passage. Okay, here it is. Why do you hide your fire? Not all folk are filled with love for us. We're safest by being out of harm's way. Our fire is small tonight. We went gathering earlier. We make do. May I offer you a drink, Father? A bit of water if you can spare it. Nonsense, you will have wine. Okay, no, so that actually doesn't scan. Um, he asks for a drink and then water. Uh, to your desire... Then he takes the another and washes the dust from his face. The host uh, urges him to wash the dust from his hands and face. They do ask for his name first. Uh, I'm not disputing that they ask for his name first. I'm wondering if that is presented in the narrative as like a tradition of the row. I'm just trying to find that and see. I will take another quick read of this when we're off the air and I will see if I can put it together. But at a glance, uh, I actually don't see that as a piece of evidence here. But I, I, you know, I'm happy to take as read that this story is one of those stories that contains truth in it. And it's a way of like actually passing down the tradition uh, rather than saying, look, kid, here's what you got to do. All right. You're going to say fish. The other guy's going to say stick and he'll let you inside. This is how they, I think, pass down their... Uh, their welcome traditions is through this story but of course if that is how they do it then it is open to interpretation just as we are interpreting it right now yes. so none of it would be ironclad proof that something's wrong with them necessarily mm-hmm. but you know it does mount up 
Oh, it sure does. Well, and at a certain point, it becomes indisputable that even if they are, in fact, Edema Rua, they still deserve to get murked. <laughs> and listeners, we will murk you on tomorrow's page. Well, I mean, surely you don't deserve to be murked. Mm. You of better the hope win. not. Yeah.